Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. for listening to another episode of the Secret to Success podcast. We strive to bring you the top leaders in their industries so you can learn their secrets to success, so you can grow and build your businesses, be prosperous, and live the dreams that you are so looking to live. If you have any questions, please feel free to email us at info at theatsjr.com for more information about the ATSJR companies, and to find out more about how to live your dreams and reach that middle class exit and live the life that you were supposed to live. Freedom is abundance and abundance is freedom. Let's all go live it. Thank you again for joining us for another episode of the Secret to Success podcast. Until Sunday at 8 to 55 p.m. Central, Central Time will be, there we go, will be $19.99 and for our and that's for our UK and for that's for our UK and our American families for our Indian and Nigerian families it is $4.99 it's the first announcement last week second announcement is during tonight's call if you are in the position to you can please turn on your cameras so we can see your facial expressions during tonight's special presentation I'm being sarcastic and not being sarcastic at the same time because if you know tonight's presenter, then you'll know why we want to see your wonderful smiling faces, feel your amazing energy, and see these facial expressions that's about to pop up because tonight we have an amazing speaker, one who has dominated every continent except for, I think, Antarctica. Okay, has dominated every country. 
takes over 300 times a week, a year. I was about to say a week. Might as well say a week. <laughs> Speaks over 300 times a year. Pulls the greatest greatness out of you. Pulls you out of your prosperity and uh, out of your poverty and moves you into your prosperity. The one, the only, the lion himself, Mr. Antonio T. Smith Jr. The floor is now yours. Everybody, thank you so much. We've got something in 58 minutes, right? Yes, we do. Outstanding. I want to talk to you about seven days to change the world. It is not my intention to wow you. Typically, I would love to do that. But that's not the tone of this keynote. It is not my intention to talk to you because I literally prepared a keynote. It is not my intention to be religious, although I am going to talk about an ancient text. It is my intention to remind you that you would do greater things than this, should you follow the journey. There is an ancient text in which there was a carpenter. And this carpenter laid down his carpenter life for his friends. Anybody familiar with said ancient texts? Do not take this as a religious talk, because it's not. But I am going to, from a historical perspective, give you the last seven days of this carpenter's life on earth. You should know that we have more scientific evidence as far as, or I should say, historical evidence, more primary sources, more written material about the carpenter from Nazareth than we do King Tut from Egypt. You should know that without a doubt, we have Roman literature that addressed a man from Nazareth than we do of Alexander the Great, who Hellenized or Greekized the entire world. So here is the timeline of that carpenter's crucifixion. Sunday, April 10th, approximately 30 AD, this carpenter took a two-mile journey to a place named Jerusalem from a place named Bethany, where he stayed at each night. My question to you is, do you have what it takes to start your life right now and march towards your crucifixion? Rewind, press play. It is not my attempt to wow you with great words and great presentation. That's not this type of keynote. It is not my attempt to talk to you from a religious standpoint. I would like to take a historic interpretation and observation of an ancient text and talk about the protagonist therein. And I would like to use as a theme from my talk, you would do greater things than this if you do that. But are you willing, Michelle, to do every step that the carpenter stepped. The first thing the carpenter did was leave comfort and willingly march towards death. It is my opinion that one who decides to be great must march towards one's destruction. I see no physical evidence in history which anyone has changed the world and changed the world from a place of comfort. I see no place in history where someone has changed the world and did not have to leave their world. There is a great preacher in the town of Houston, Texas, small town. His name is Dwayne Brooks, doctor, PhD, Houston Baptist University, and he says that God's kingdom cannot come until your kingdom leaves. This protagonist on the first day 
Sunday, April 10th, approximately 30 AD, took a two-mile journey towards crucifixion from the place of comfort. And my question to you is, on the way to your legacy, are you willing to leave your comfort? The next day, Monday, April 11th, same year 30 AD, this carpenter protested financial transactions within the temple and argued with people with more scholarship, worldly scholarship, than him. My question to you is, do you have enough courage within you to stand up to power when you have no worldly accolades to do so? Let's take it back. Although this carpenter was that like a Pharisee, had the same understanding of said Pharisees, he did not go to the Pharisee schools. He was not a scribe. He was not a Pharisee. He was not part of the Sanhedrin. As a matter of fact, he chose the life of a peasant. He chose to hang with drunkards, tax collectors. This carpenter had no qualifications, but walked into a place of greater than him, the temple, and then stood up to power that had more qualifications than him. My application to you is, do you have seven days to change the world? And do you have the courage to stand up for injustice? Martin Luther King said that injustice anywhere as long as you are silent to injustice anywhere, you are silent to injustice everywhere. This carpenter, first day, marched towards death. Second day, while getting towards death, stopped and addressed injustice. My question to you, my friends, is this is not one of those keynotes which I attempt to wow you, but I attempt to, attempt to transform you. My question to you is, are you, are you afraid to leave what is comfortable to you? Do you have the courage to march towards your certain crucifixion? Because to be inside the will of God is to be outside the will of people. And when you are outside the will of people, people have crucifixions. The moment you decide to live your dreams, people will decide to crucify them. Can you see it? Can you see the 11 people sitting in a room with a locked door the day of what is the resurrection? Can you see it? Can you see that they have laid their entire lives down for two and a half years? They were fishermen. They were tax collectors. Can you see it? Can you see that they had their own reputations? They needed not worldly anything. They were about their business, about their money, or at least about living for themselves. Can you see it? Can you see that they denied themselves and said, you know what? I'm going to follow this guy. And for two and a half years, they are convinced that everything's going to work out and in one night, people nail their dreams to a cross. Has that ever happened to you? I wish I had somebody I could really talk to here. Have you ever followed a dream only to have somebody else nail that dream to a cross? Because if you're not careful, people would knock the praise right out of you. That's their job. And here are these 11 men scared of other men that go to the same church, sit on the same pew, talk the same talk language, 
say son of David, just like the others. They went to school together, had sleepovers in the same house. And now they scared of them. Not because they overthrew the government, they're scared of these men because these men decide to worship differently. Have you ever been there? Have you ever decided to be an entrepreneur and say, I'm going to do this differently and been crucified by your family? I wish I had a Michelle in the place. Day one, let's leave. Day two, let's stand up to injustice. Tuesday, April 12th, same year, 30 AD. This carpenter then predicts and announces the date that people will execute, execute him. Then debates with religious leaders, responds to a question about the greatest commandment. That's a full day. It's a full day when you step back and say, you know y'all gonna kill me in a little bit, right? You know you talking about that text, you know? Yep, 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 me too. Let me tell you about it. And then, hey, Carpenter, tell me what God said about the greatest commandment. It's probably going to be some love. Day one, leave your comfort. Day two, stand up for injustice. Day three, say, I know you're coming. Can I talk to you just for a second? I would love to wow you. I would love to let you leave here happy. But I'd much rather you leave here transformed. Do you have what it takes in seven days to see them coming for you, Nikki, and do nothing about it? Help me, somebody. <laughs> Only those who seek crucifixion coming in their direction and then allow crucifixion to come in that direction will always ascend past the crucifixion itself. Please note, this carpenter was convinced I must do this seven-day journey. We're not talking about after the resurrection. We're talking about the weak knowing you about to be crucified. Can you handle it when you know in seven days, I'll be good. But they still got to embarrass me publicly and kill me first. My question to you is, do you have what it takes to do that now? Can you? Can you trust your current journey, knowing that your journey has crucifixion in it? Because please believe, if you're on your journey, you will be crucified. The funny thing about crucifixion, it comes for us all. Even more funny about crucifixion, it takes quite a few forms. Sometimes your husband will try to take everything from you, your self-esteem, and then divorce you and leave with another woman. Crucifixion. Sometimes them bill collectors will call you and say, I'm going to take you to court. Crucifixion. Sometimes your kids just flat out act like you ain't give birth to them. Help me, somebody. Crucifixion. And other times, you don't even know why the hell you crucified in the first place. God, I done done everything I can. I done trusted what Phil said. I listened to every Bureau of Dominant Speakers. I'm doing what they said, and this still ain't working for me. Somebody, is somebody with me? Every now and then, you are supposed to be crucified so you can appreciate the resurrection. Day one, got to leave comfort. Got to march towards death. Day two, you got to stand up to injustice. Day three, you got to have a full day in which you announce, I know you're coming for me, but I'm going to let you come anyway. 
Still day three, fourth thing this conference did. Judas got into a contract to betray the carpenters. Can you imagine it? Can you imagine holding somebody down for two and a half, three years? And the only thing that they give to you back in return is turning you over to death? Have you ever been there? I need some betrayed folks. If you've been betrayed, can you just raise your hand? Is that, has nobody else been betrayed but me and Jerry? Is this, 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 have we got Tanya? Okay, that's cool. When you've been betrayed, it hurt, don't it? On the third day, this carpenter had a full day. Announced when I'm going to die, debate with religious teachers, responded to questions about the greatest love commandment, and then had one of his best friends initiate his death. My friends, the time is coming in which all of you, you will be betrayed. Death will find you. This will not be easy. Your credit won't act like credit. Your money won't act like money. Your wife will stop acting like a wife. And you will be betrayed. Can you get to day four? Day four. Wednesday, April 13th. Jesus warns against religious leaders. Hey, 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 don't bother them. Calls them hypocrites and snakes from the Mount of Olives. This carpenter mourns the very people he loves, Jerusalem, their rejection, and forecast their pending destruction. Can you tell people that you're trying to help? They may not be on the right path. Do you have what it takes? Listen, day one to leave your comfort. Day two, standing for injustice. Day three, have a full day of helping people. Then get betrayed. And in your most hurt moment, say, hey, y'all, you may be in trouble. Somebody missed it, I'll rewind it. I hope that on your way to this entrepreneur journey, I hope on your way to wokeness, on your way to self-correction and self-improvement, you never forget to love other people. I hope on your way to the crucifixion that is, you still remember to tell me that I'm not in the right path. I'm not doing the right thing. God, deliver me from the person seeing me commit suicide and let me do it. Day one, you got to leave home. Got to leave that comfort. Day two, you know, it's got to stand up for injustice. Day three, you got to have a full day of helping out folk and getting betrayed. Day four, it's probably time to make sure I don't betray myself. Day five, Thursday, April 14th. This carpenter have the last temple with his disciples. It's called a Passover meal. This carpenter then, carpenter then in the Garden of Gethsemane, waits for his arrest. Can you? Can you process that? Can you know that in day three, they done already betrayed you and then sit around and eat dinner with your betrayer with no judgment? Help me somebody (laughs) on this journey. Do you have enough ascension in you to know they coming from you? They coming for you. You know what happened. 
you still go help other people. And then you sit down, knowing this your last time, and you're not stressed. How many of y'all get a phone call from a bill collector and stress the hell out? Can you imagine it? Can you imagine knowing that one of them betrayed you, 11 of them don't even understand you? Can you take living for people who gonna prove in less than 72 hours they're not willing to die for you? hope I'm talking in this place. I love to wow you with some good words, but I only got seven days to change the world. I love to tell you how good it's going to be, how fantastic the apple pie is going to taste, and how fantastic the commas in your bank account going to be. But at the end of the day, those commas would be passed on to somebody else when you die. The government going to come from them commas, Apples eventually going to be eaten by the bugs. But as for you, on day five, after all this stuff, can you eat with people who don't deserve to eat with you? Ralph Waldo Emerson once said that you can tell the quality of a man by the way he helps those who can do nothing for him. There comes a time, my friends, in which you just gonna have to serve people knowing they can't serve you back and knowing they don't deserve for you to serve them. Because every great master has always lost the fight of righteousness when it comes to man's righteousness. Day one, can you leave your home, your comfort? Can you leave Bethany and march towards your direction? Day two, can you go ahead and tell these money changers, the White House and them? You know y'all tripping, right? Day three, can you say, I know you're coming for me. I've seen it already. I'll go ahead and take your little debates. I'll tell you about love. And I know you're betraying me. And can you on day four say, you know what? I just want to tell y'all that you're tripping. Not with persecution, but with love, because I don't want you to continue to plant bad seeds. And on day five, can you eat with people who don't deserve to eat with you? My, 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 my. Day six, huh? Day six. You call it Good Friday. But that first one wasn't so good. Oh, let me put my weight on it just for a second. You put diamonds on the cross right now. That first one had blood on it. Am I, am I, am I making it? Is it okay? It's called good now. But the first one wasn't so good. They. I am determined to be rich. The middle class is not for me. I need news that cares about me. And not news that's going to scare me or make me mad at another people. I need news without politics. And I want news that will point me to the money. This is the news where it happens. The moments that change the world. These are the stories we need. The info that we care about. We only give you news that puts money in your pocket. And the news that gives us an advantage. This is the work that continues. Who we are today. And what we can become. Tomorrow. That's it. This is where news without agendas can lead us. Your wealth matters. This is why more perspectives make us stronger. And how our mission 
can inspire tomorrow. This is journalism that helps the world we live in. This is Makes It News. Six was full. This carpenter was arrested. Had a trial one with a high priest. Been a high priest for 16 years. Then he gets physically abused. Trial two, same day, April 15th. Another high priest, Caiaphas, over the court of the Sanhedrin, says, bloody this man. Same day. Then Caiaphas says, put him in prison. I don't want to see him no more. And Caiaphas palace. Same day, trial three, all the Jewish elders, no disrespect to Jews, including the high priests, scribes, and the whole Sanhedrin, even Nicodemus, who came at night and said, I know who you are. They say, crucify him, even though he ain't did me no wrong. Still day six, trial number four. Is a hearing before the Roman governor, Pilate is what you call him, who declares I find no fault in this man. Still day five, still day six, trial number five. Hearing before Herod Antipas, the son of Herod the Great, who had jurisdiction over all of Galilee, This carpenter refused to answer any questions. So Harry said, take him back to Pilate. He disrespected me. Still day six. Trial number six. Pilate repeatedly tried to release this carpenter, but the Jews said, crucify him. Pilate then said, I won't crucify him. What I'm going to do is I'm going to lash him good 40 times. Beat this carpenter beyond recognition whipped off his skin took off his beard and then however demanded that this carpenter be crucified said his friends his kinship Pilate said no they said do it anyway give us Barabbas then he said Execute him. Still six day. Pilate say to the Roman soldiers, take this man to the court and enjoy mocking him. Put on three different languages over his head a funny statement. And then put thorns in his skull. This ain't no religious talk. This is a historic perspective of changing the world in seven days. Still day six. This carpenter was forced to carry a cross that wasn't his. And they assigned the cross to him. Then crucified him. Still day six. Final three hours on the cross. Still day six, died. Still day six, buried. Can you handle five trials? Five times being publicly embarrassed. How many of you like to be publicly embarrassed? Because I come from the school. You pitched the tent. That's what we have in the circus. I wish I had somebody that heard your mama say, when we getting in stoke, don't you ask for nothing. I'm not buying nothing. Come on now. <laughs> don't you ask for nothing. Don't you touch nothing. And if you get in there and try to act a fool, don't, I'm going to talk my culture. Don't you think these white folk is going to stop me from disciplining you. Let's talk about culture. I ain't trying to bother nobody. That's just my culture. Okay. Can you handle on your entrepreneur journey? I ain't, this ain't no religious talk. We taking a historical perspective to the carpenter 
that changed the world in seven days. Doesn't matter if you believe, the story still changed the world. On your entrepreneur journey, in which any great entrepreneur would tell you, it sure feels a lot like crucifixion, let me tell you. Because this carpenter had 12 friends, one of them tripped out. 11 of them let him die by himself. Help me, somebody. Imagine having 11 folk you pull into for two and a half, three years. And when you need them the most, they abandon you. They see you. But they let you die by yourself. On your entrepreneurship journey, do you have what it takes? Can you? They want leave your company. You mind if I press on a little bit, Grace? They too stand up to injustice. Day three, have a full day, argue with religious leaders, teach them about something. Go ahead and say, I know you're coming for me. I ain't gonna do nothing about it. Teach you about love and go ahead and get betrayed and do nothing about it. Day four, can you? Warn against the self-destruction that the people you love have. Day four, eat with people who don't deserve to eat with you. Day five, get publicly embarrassed. Five times, get all your skin knocked off. Five. And six, let them lie on you. How many of y'all like, like, like being lied on? Because I ain't never like that. That's why I'm not this carpenter. Help me, somebody. If I was built like this carpenter, I'd have been the carpenter. But since I ain't built like this carpenter, don't you lie on me, Arshia. I ain't built that way. Is it just me? Am I the only real person in the building? Okay, all right. Then don't you lie on me and then send me to jail. Now, we ain't going to do that. Come on now, help me somebody. Now you're not gonna lie on me and send me to jail and send me to the death punishment, the, the, the capital punishment. You gonna lie, send me to jail and give me the death punishment? The, the crucial, what do you call it? No, 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 death, death penalty. You, you lie, send me to jail, send me the death penalty without a, without a just trial. No, we ain't gonna do that. Where the witness is at? I made him up. But on this entrepreneurial journey, my friends, outside the entrepreneurial journey, on this human journey, all these things will happen to you. Will you act like the carpenter or will you act like Judas? Will you act like the carpenter or will you act like the 11? Will you act like the carpenter or will you act like the elders? Will you act like the carpenter or will you act like the crowd? Will you act like the carpenter or will you flee like the supporters? Day seven. Resurrection. First reported after the execution. It needs to be said that the first person to find this carpenter was a woman. <clears throat> It needs to be said that the first people, the first person to find this carpenter was a woman that wasn't married. It needs to be said the first person to find this carpenter was a woman they didn't believe. It needs to be said it was a poor woman but one that the carpenter reveal himself to. I got a challenge for you. As far as my beliefs go, you're gonna do greater things than this, but you'll never be great if you are afraid of crucifixion. 
if on this human journey, this human experience, if you can't take the cross destined for you, I don't care what you are, what your gender is, if you can't handle the fact that one day you're going to live long enough for your mama to die, one day you're going to live long enough for your spouse to die, one day you're going to live long enough for your business to die. And one day you're going to live long enough for you to die. There will be a resurrection. And 99.99% of those will happen while you're living on earth because that's the way it works. How many of you had the worst day of your life more than once? Got my hand up first. How many of you fell asleep and woke up one time and you've been doing it ever since? In both those situations, you've been resurrected over, 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 and over. Seven days this carpenter had to change the world. You are as great and smarter than have access to more resources than this carpenter ever had. My challenge to you is to stop being so comfortable and leave Bethany and march towards Jerusalem. Yeah, I can follow Gracie. My message to you is stop being so comfortable. And know that as you leave, your comfort, there is a cross waiting for you. My challenge to you is, as you leave, know there will be a Judas. You will love them. You will bring them close. And for a few pieces of silver, they will turn their backs on you. But on the seventh day, <laughs> you will be resurrected. And I don't know if you know, but this carpenter only ever had to do the suffering Latin word one time. I don't know if you know, but this carpenter only had to be crucified in this likeness one time. Because the way this universe works is when you finally enter your season, it shall have no end. My final words, Bethany is killing you because it's too comfortable. You already know that Jerusalem and that cross is what you were meant to do. How can I respect what you're building if you don't ever die for it? Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can't plant better. You can dominate. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's unmute our mic and give Mr. Antonio T. Smith Jr. a round of applause. Woo! Yeah! <laughs> All right, ladies ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for Let's Talk Tuesday this evening. Mr. Smith, would you like the Q&A or are we moving on preparing? All right. All right. So, Ms. Susan, the floor is yours. If you have something you would like to say, we see your mic is unmuted. Go ahead. Well, considering we have the Bureau next evaluation, I give this a superior. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Smith, for taking the time out of your busy schedule to educate us on this evening. I can tell you one thing. I'm definitely not that gentleman. Uh, I I don't know where you go ahead. I don't know where you got that from, but that's a great story. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how Bible should be taught. 
Mm. All right. Does anyone else have anything that they would like to say? We, we got about four more minutes and then we're going to close it out. About 10 minutes. All right. So is there anything anyone else would like to say? We got about 10 more minutes before we close it out for the evening and move on to the bureau keynote. The floor is open. Is there anything anyone else would like to say? Do you have a question you would like to? Oh, go ahead, Mr. Phil. The floor is open. No holes in my hands. No holes in my feet. No spear in my heart. Nor thorns in my skull. And he still said, forgive him. Okay, there's a reason I'm silent. I, I feel always those things that make you not want to come behind him. Uh, <laughs> so if anyone else has, if anyone has any questions they would like to ask or if there is anyone else who would like to comment on tonight's message from Mr. Antonio T. Smith Jr., the floor is open. Any questions, any comments? All right. Because I promise you, I'm not coming after Mr. Phil. All right, well, if we have no questions or no comments, again, let's unmute and give a round of applause to the message delivered by Mr. Antonio T. Smith Jr. on this evening. All right. And we Thank will, you. yes, yes. And we will see each of you in 18 minutes. Those of you who are part of the Bureau of Dominant Speakers, we'll see you in 18 minutes to listen to Mr. Law Lodeholt present his keynote for this evening. Everyone have an amazing evening. Mr. Smith, any final words for us this evening? You can plant better. You can dominate. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Good planting tonight. I'm not sure if you already know this, but you're already absolutely perfect. You're already absolutely great. And you're already living in massive abundance. The most important things that you have is not what you have. It's not what you do. It's what you know. Because the people who do know what you need to know to leave the middle class, they're in the top 1% and they control 96% of the world's income. 97% of this world is trading time for money and that is not the way to become rich, it's not the way to become wealthy, and it is absolutely not the way to leave the middle class. There are 7.8 billion people in the world right now and they all wanna learn how to make money and how to leave the middle class. But the way to become a master at anything is to learn all the rules and then bend them to your favor. Right now in this world, there are 2,057 billionaires. Right now. So if you think becoming a billionaire is, a, is impossible, that's 2,057 people that have already proved that impossibility incorrect. And if you think that's crazy, there are 46.8 million millionaires in the world, worldwide right now. Now think about that. 46.8 million millionaires, and that number grows 1,730 millionaires every single day. Money is everywhere. You don't need to max out your credit cards. You don't need to borrow from granddad and grandma. Just look behind me. Look at all the wealth sitting behind me in this junkyard. It's insane how much money is everywhere, and you don't need to go out there and beg, bar, and steal to get it. You just need to know the rules of making money and how to leave the middle class. Essentially, all you need to know is the algorithm of making money, the rules of making money. All you need to know is what to do and how to do it, and you can leave the middle class. Any industry, yoga, golf, underwater basket weaving, clipping fingernails, it doesn't matter. All you have to do is know how to do it, how to get it done, and then find somebody to teach you how to do it, how to get it done, and you will be able to leave the middle class. If you're not getting my point, it's real simple. Whatever you have up here, as long as you understand the rules of leaving the middle class, as long as you understand how to get money, you can take what's up here and get wealthy from what you already have. Right now, the very thing you know up here is already being searched a thousand times a second on Google. Someone right now, actually 1,730 people right now, are gonna become a millionaire from the stuff that you have in your head. Why can't this be you? I mean, it's 1,730 people with your ideas that are no better than you, that are gonna leave the middle class, become a millionaire. Why are you not next? So how do we do this? 
How do we take what you know and apply it to objective money-making secrets and then allow you to leave the middle class? How do we take you from where you are and let you escape to where you wanna go? So how do we make all this money or take all this knowledge from the Warren Buffers, from Elon Musk, how do we take everything that everyone before you has done and how do we take all of that and then put it in your head so you can leave a legacy for your family? My name is Antonio T. Smith Jr. 32 years ago, I lived in a trash can. That's right, from six to 14, I had no running water, no electricity, no anything, and somehow I'm in the top 1% today. Not because I had the right background, not because I had a silver spoon in my mouth, simply because being homeless made me learn how to make money. I retired when I was 29 years old. I'm more than likely younger than you. I'm one of the top 1% income earners in one of the richest countries in the world. What I learned how to do when I was six years old was learn how to generate enough money to eat some cookies so I wouldn't die to death from starvation. From there, I learned how to go from cookies to a meal from a meal to clothes, to clothes, to shelter, to everything else that supplied my necessary needs. When I was six, I was forced to learn how to make money. And now that's what I'm gonna do and help you do. I've seen amazing results. I have my own economy. I've homeschooled my own children. And I wrote a book that teaches you every single thing that I know about making money, every single thing that other people know about making money, and most importantly, all the stuff that we don't tell you. Because the truth is, and you know it like I know it, the most honest, the most hardworking, unselfish people on planet Earth live in the middle class. Yet, your honesty, your unselfishness, your devout religion going self is not enough to get to the top 1% and that's not fair. The second half of my life has been not about how much money I make, but how I will be remembered from all the money that I have made. And I've been trying to teach everybody how to get out the middle class. I'm the crazy guy famous on the internet for trying to create 100,000 millionaires. I've created eight so far. I got a ninth one on the way, all the way from India. That's pretty cool. And what I want to tell you is something very simple. It's been hard. It's been absolutely hard to help people leave the middle class, not because of the people, because the system would rather keep you being someone else's money instead of you having your own economy and having the money come find and flow to you. It was frustrating because I knew that anybody can make money. And if you knew what I knew, you would change your life. Over the last few years, I built a large following of over half a million people every month that pay me to actually for me to give them advice. Well, that's been exciting for me. And the cool thing is I've created thousands of six-figure earners. I've created millionaires. I've created people who can live their dreams and hold on to their legacies. And now my eyes are on you to create you to what you need to be great. I have been teaching my principles and these principles to hundreds of thousands of people around the world, every country, all continents, and anyone who has taken them seriously, written them down and applied them, have a 100% success rate of leaving the middle class. I've taught these secrets to my following and my inner network, and I've watched them go from four figures to five figures, five figures to six figures, seven figures all the way to eight. Everything that I've ever learned, everything I've ever learned from millionaire mentors, billionaire mentors, and everything I learned from being homeless, and everything that got me into the top 1%, I have placed inside of a book. To date, it is the longest book that I've ever written, the most best book that I've ever written, and that book is called The Richest Man and the Trash Can, and I'm offering it to you today for free. This book is gonna show you how to become wealthy into the top 1% and leave the middle class. This book is gonna give you a step-by-step -step plan if you're 30 years old, all the way to 70 years old, how to get into the top 1%. If you're a teenager, how to get to the top 1%. If you're a millennial, how to get to the top 1%. It's gonna teach you how to make six figures immediately, teach you how to get to a million dollars immediately, and all that good stuff. Plus, I'm gonna give you the 36 objective laws of leaving the middle class. Plus, I'm gonna give you every last one of my secrets that have made me rich. You have to understand that leaving the middle class is the most important fight that you're gonna have in your life. And to be honest with you, it, you can kind of relate to this. It almost takes $450,000 a year just to be broke in America. And 
that's just in America. If you don't leave the middle class, which is actually an illusion, then you are gonna have a really hard time. Think about it for a second. Some of, most of you are gonna be watching this are gonna be baby boomers and you've been sold a bad check. They lied to you. Your retirement was not enough for you to live comfortable and I'm gonna give you this book for free so you can figure out how to triple your retirement and then quadruple your retirement and then as Grant Cardone would say, 10X your retirement so you can live the life that's worthy of you. I want you to remember that leaving the middle class is the most important battle that you could ever face in your entire life, especially for your family. So consider this video, this book, your friendly tap on the shoulder. I wanna send you a free copy of this book because I believe that abundance is your birthright. I believe that abundance is freedom and I believe that this book is right for you. In fact, I believe in that so much that I will send you the book for free. All you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. I'll eat the cost, I'll take the loss and all you have to do is get the book and dominate your reality right now and apply the principles so you can be the best person for your life that is yours. Fill out the form sitting right there to the right. Go ahead, dominate your reality. I can't wait to send you my book. I can't wait to meet you. I can't wait to have you as someone that's been on the journey with me. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plan better. You can dominate. When the pandemic began, I had the biggest problem in the world, not making money. The pandemic was actually quite a blessing for me as it almost made me a billionaire. I came really close. So the pandemic was a blessing. It was hiring people. And get this, everybody. I had 48 job positions open during the pandemic. $22 an hour with paid training. And I could not find a single person for two years to fit any of those 48 job positions. Hear me well. 48 job positions, $22 an hour, paid training. And I couldn't find someone, not one person, for those job positions. Now, is it because I hire slowly? True. But it's because I wasn't using ZipRecruiter. And that's a fact. I wasn't getting to the right people for the right position to fit my right culture. And there are so many different things that you can do this summer. As a matter of fact, you can free up as much time as you want to. But if you're not using ZipRecruiter, you're probably not going to free up that time if you're attempting to hire people. So what is ZipRecruiter? What is probably the greatest job finder that's out there? And that's why you need ZipRecruiter. You need it so you can find the right candidates. Now, it's not that ZipRecruiter helps you find jobs. It's more accurately that ZipRecruiter takes your culture, takes your job, takes what you're looking for, and immediately matches them with the perfect candidate. And if, the, if, it's, if they can't find a perfect candidate, they will skip over that person and then give you the perfect candidate for you. ZipRecruiter uses one of its most powerful tools, which is the technology itself, to match the right candidates up with your job. You can easily review uh, their recommendations and easily review their recommended candidates and invite these candidates to apply for your top positions. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy for you to filter out, uh, review and rate candidates. Four out of five employees uh, have been used by four out of five employers on ZipRecruiter. It is a blessing. And no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one hiring site in the world based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of this year, January 1st. My friends, soak up everything I said. It's not an ad. This is a personal testimony.
of how I found the right people to sit in the right seat on the right bus. Without ZipRecruiter, it wouldn't have been possible. So how do you take advantage of what I'm talking about? Well, you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. All spelled the regular way. That's Zip, Z-I-P, Recruiter, R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R, ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. And I promise you, you will be grateful that you did so. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. It's also in the show notes.